Loading UW Alumni Podcast. Today we're going to be talking with Cash McNaught, who has a Bachelor of Arts and self-described a content creation queen. Kasia, how are you doing? I'm fine, thanks. How are you doing? Very well. Kasia, you started up your own business. You're social media and content director at Bloom Digital, mm-hmm. which you started last year. Love to hear more about it. Yeah, so we started last year in October, myself and two other business partners. And my side of things is social media and content creation. But between our team, we offer the full service for digital marketing, the full suite of digital marketing services. So... And how did that come about? Because I mean, you see, you've got two business partners. Did you see that there was a hole in the, the market where you thought, you know, some people aren't providing the service necessary and you're like, let's create it? Yeah, well, we all three of us have experience from working with different companies and larger agencies, but I was out on my own for about a year before that, consulting and doing mm. my own marketing services. But because the nature of the work I do is quite collaborative and, you know, generally if For example, someone has a website, they need social media. If Mm -hmm. they have those things, they may need another service as well. Uh, It just made sense to offer all of them in one place. So I was already working with these two other people and it just seemed like it would be a better solution for the clients. Is it scary starting your own business? Yes. (laughs) Well, it's more, I guess, something that you learn as you go because, you know, you have to deal with things that you've never had to deal with before. And the, the best way to learn is to do it, I guess. Mm. So, yeah, it's certainly a journey and an adventure. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Now, before you started all the, your businesses, what was your journey like to UWA? Because, I mean, for those that don't know, you were from South Africa, came to Perth when you were 14. Yes. So how did your journey lead you from South Africa to Perth? So grew up in South Africa, was born in Johannesburg, and unfortunately the crime was quite bad over there. So my parents really wanted to get my family out of there. Mm. And because Perth has, you know, a lovely similar environment and not really, I'd say culture, but rather lifestyle in some ways without the crime. And we had some friends here, they decided to move us over, myself, my brother, and my parents. And that's how we ended up here. And I'm really grateful because I I love it here. I think the beaches are the most beautiful in the world. What was your experience at UWA like? Because, I mean, you were, what, 17, 18 when you started uni here. So you'd only been in Australia for about four or five years. Was it a bit different studying here in Australia than it is back in Joburg in South Africa? It is certainly different. I think my school in South Africa was really strict, but I loved UWA because it's so multicultural Mm. and I met people that have, you know, stayed my friends until now and hopefully forever (laughs) and um, every time I even get to come back here now I just realize again how beautiful the surroundings are you know because uh, it's amazing that this university is such a good university but also in the most beautiful setting you know so I think I realize even more so now how lucky I am to have attended this university. Now when I guess back when you were at uni social media wasn't exactly around no so what was your journey to getting into social media because as I mentioned before you your self-described content creation queen how did you evolve into the social media world well I've always enjoyed um, being hands-on and working things out and I love learning and I really uh, just from first of all a personal interest started using social media in the beginning and also my mom has an events company so I was helping a lot with social media for her events and it's just something that I really um, learned as I went along 
and I I do read a lot of articles and subscribe to a lot of you know blogs about yep. you know the industry news and trends. But I I think the best way really is being hands-on and actually getting in and figuring it out. With your mum running her own events company, that gave you that exposure to the industry and not necessarily being able to create the content. But yeah, the events PR side of things, mm. certainly. And, you know, I learned how to write a press release, for example, and, you know, that kind of thing and how to, for example, write a compelling newsletter with a headline that actually makes people want to read more. And um, yeah, I definitely learned and still learn a lot from her and what she does with the events. Is she a bit of a mentor for you as well? Uh, I suppose so, in yeah. a different way, yeah. yes. I mean, she's, I always think of her as, you know, the amazing networking energy person because she's really driven and always out there meeting people and that's what she does. So she's, um, yeah, inspires me in that way for sure. So really keen to, I guess, dig deeper into, I guess, the social media side of stuff with businesses because... For a lot of people, they think, you know, let's create a Facebook page, you know, get likes. People are going to buy our products because we're on Facebook. But I really want to know, why does social media uh, matter to businesses? Well, it really, I guess these days is not a matter of whether they should do it, but it's a matter of when and how well they do it. So you may have noticed, but for example, I'm on Instagram all the time for different accounts and you see all the big brands are even using it now, you know? So mm. even Bunnings joined a few months ago. So uh, I think that's a really good sign that they know that they need to be there because social media gives businesses a chance to really communicate to the people they want to reach. And it also shows that they know what's current and trending and that they are actually you know out there and these days if you don't have a digital presence you know it's a lot different to what it used to be you need to so yeah because i think back in the day when i guess websites were created there was always that saying if you're not online you don't exist mm -hmm. is that the similar thing with social media now is that if you don't have those social media accounts you don't exist to areas of your market or can you still have that website maybe a strong say tv radio exposure but it's not necessarily critical but it helps enhance their brand well i think that it is critical to help them actually get traffic to their website yep. for example and the other thing is you know you could have this amazing website but if you're not actually directing people to the website mm -hmm. and it doesn't only have to be social media it could be you know other digital marketing for example google adwords or yep. through your seo mm -hmm. content presence um then you know, no one's gonna find it. It's like opening an amazing shop in the middle of nowhere and not giving anyone a map of how to get there or a reason, you know? Yeah, that's a really good point. A few months ago, I remember talking with the graduate, Chris Pham, who started up his own business and he referred to having a website being a grain of sand in the ocean. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, that's a really good because yeah, if people don't know it's there, yeah. then what's the, <laughs> what kind of, what's the point? Exactly. So, now, how do you go about creating great content? Because it's something that a lot of people talk about and they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, got to generate great content. But what does it actually mean? Well, I think that it means that you're being authentic. So giving something that's interesting or valuable to people, whether it be an opinion or recent news, not making it just about your business, but rather about what you can actually provide to your 
target market in terms yep. of value or interesting or inspirational things that they'd like to see more of so you can engage with them. The other thing I was going to say, social media is a great opportunity for brands or businesses to also deal with and interact with people through reviews. So for example, these days and now more than ever, people love to read online reviews. So there's nothing more powerful than if somebody leaves a really great review for the business to reply and say, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Love to see you again soon. And on the other hand, if they get a not so positive review, it's also extremely important for them to address the feedback and it looks really bad if they leave it. That's the worst, you know? Yeah, if you go onto a page, whether it is their Facebook page that, you know, someone's made a negative comment and yep. it's just been ignored. That's the worst. People notice it. Yep. And I don't think some businesses actually realise that, that. How damaging that can Absolutely. be. Absolutely. And I think also, you know, with people who, you know, have more than happy to provide feedback, but I'll also worry about with some businesses is from those customers or potential customers they never hear from because not everyone wants to make a comment on a Facebook post. Yeah, sure. But I mean, there are different types of social media users. So, you know, some people just like to observe and Mm. there's actual terminology for this, but I can't remember it off the top (laughs) of my head. Others are more interactive and like to comment or share things or, you know, um, tag their friends. Um, So, yeah, I think it's really about having a presence. And obviously it depends on the type of people you're trying to reach, but it all works together to complement your online presence, you know? One thing I'm really curious about is, How much value do you put on someone liking a post? Well, the more engagement your post gets, increases the visibility of the post. I suppose it's not really, it's not only about liking, it depends on the objective of the post because perhaps the objective may be to actually send them to your website to read more. But yeah, certainly the likes provide feedback and helps. So yeah, it's not the be all and end all. And also, for example, how many Facebook page likes you have it's better to have, you know, say a thousand people who are really actually interested in your type of business or brand and will engage with your content mm. rather than 10,000 randoms that have nothing to do with what you're doing or don't want to know, you know? Is there a th- one thing that businesses consistently fail to do when using social media? Oh, one thing. Well, I'd say the thing we touched on before about, you know, responding to all comments mm. and feedback 100% fail. Well, a lot of the time, if they are running the business themselves and trying to do everything themselves, they find it difficult to actually have a consistent social media mm. presence. So that's why, for example, I would have a job to actually, you know, post and create content on their behalf. So, yeah, I'd say it's not really a criticism of them, but just more fact of life that social media takes a lot of energy and they're doing everything else in the business. It's hard to keep up with everything yeah, on the social media front yeah, as well. Ab- absolutely. Now, one thing before we let you go, really keen to, I guess, we've got a lot of entrepreneurs here on campus and a lot of them are based at Bloom. What advice would you give to a young graduate or even a person who's been in their industry for 20 plus years? What advice would you give them to using social media to generate interest in their in their brand? And even when they are, say, st- starting up their own business, when should they start thinking about a marketing plan or getting social media media involved in their plan? To me, it would be one of the most important things mm. to do in the first place, even if they don't have a huge marketing budget straight away, at least to make sure everything's set up and geared towards you know working in the right direction for them. And my main piece of advice to them would be to be authentic. So don't try to be like everybody else. Um, the whole point is people love 
uh, seeing it when you post content and they can tell it's actually coming from a genuine place or it's coming from your soul. It's not just, you know, noise because yeah. there's so much noise out there. So that's why if you're showing original things like behind the scenes photos or inspiration for the work you do, you know, different things like that, uh, just be authentic and give something original to people so that you stand out. Now, if people want to find out more about Bloom Digital or even follow you on social media, how can they find you? Uh, so I'm on every social media, of <laughs> course. So uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, and we also have a website and um, all of the social media pages under Bloom Digital. So with us. Perfect. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming in today. I really appreciate everything that you've shared. Is there anything else you would like to add to it? The other advice I guess I'd say is to subscribe, for example, Social Media Examiner, because there's so many changes all the time. So especially if you are trying to run social media for your own brand or business, it's important to be on top of things like, for example, algorithm updates to Facebook, yep. you know? So that would be another piece of advice, I guess. So yeah. Perfect, great advice. All right, thank you again, Kasia. Hopefully we'll uh, follow up with you later in the year to see how Bloom Digital is going. But thank, uh, you. thank you again, we'll see you soon. Thanks, thank you. Thank you for downloading today's podcast. Did you know that UWA has alumni networks in Perth, Albany, Canberra, New York, United Kingdom, Hong Kong, Malaysia and Singapore? You can become an active alumni member and stay connected to your UWA community by visiting the alumni website today.